Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are, it's going back, 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 and it's gone. Recap of the MLB All-Star festivities. Another disappointing appearance for Conor McGregor. Is he done in the UFC? All of golf stars get together across the drink for golf's final major, the British Open. The Bucks finally show some life in the NBA Finals. One million dollars on the line? Who wins this year's edition of the basketball tournament? Time to return to the asphalt. We check in on the latest happenings in NASCAR, and we wrap up with our blazing bets of the week. With that, I give you our chief of our fire brigade, Rob Cow. Hey, thanks, Colton. Good to be here again on a Thursday night in Matt's basement in beautiful Delaware, Ohio. Like Colton said, we're going to start out with the uh, Major League Baseball's uh, all-star festivities, and we're going to start with the Home Run Derby. Um, we'll get started off. Uh, tell us about you, about the matchups and the format, Colton. What did you think of it? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm not a huge – wasn't a huge fan. I, I like the the bracket style. I do like, you know, kind of the, the, the batters kind of going head-to-head. What, what I don't like about it is is the time that, you know, the fact that it's like a two minutes or three minutes or however they get to, to swing up there. I think, uh, you know, you, you saw a lot of the big guys kind of get, get fatigued mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. it just couldn't, you know, perform. Well, that and the timeouts. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, throwing the timeouts <laughs> in the middle of middle of the rounds. And it, it just it's just odd to me, you know, and, and I think baseball just tries to, draw it out to make you know a 45 minute 30 45 minute event last you know right. an hour or two to you know get tv ratings and you know ads and things like that mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. i think they could they could shorten it down and, and do it still bracket style but maybe you know like like of old times where they got you know 20 pitches or you know whatever it was you know back in the day they got you know 20 pitches right. and how many ever home runs you hit in that 20 pitches that's that's what you got kind of thing yeah um, i know matt you said you weren't a fan of how they had it no, no I, I i didn't really like the bracket style at all and I, I, here's the reason why you look at this and who was the favorite going in shohei otani comes out in the first round losing and two of the top four home run guys in the first round actually ended up not advancing. If you look at this, Otani was ousted with 28 home runs in that first round to Juan Soto with 31. Salvador Perez was also ousted with 28 home runs in the first round to Pete Alonso's 35. None of the other guys in the, in the whole thing cracked 24 home runs. So these were your four best home run hitters that should have been advancing, and two of those went home. I just, To me, if you want to keep the excitement, you want to keep the best home run hitters going all the way through. And I, I think – you lose that by having this, yeah. this this format, right? I'm not a fan of the time, you know, timing. I think um, I I would like to see him go back to, you know, a certain number of pitches or a certain number of swings. Maybe um, I kind of like the bracket format, but it, that is the risk that you take, I guess, with a bracket format. Is you know, guys getting put out early that maybe were favorites, you know, and everybody thought Otani was gonna, you know, just crushed the competition and you know and he did you know he made it to the swing off in the first round two two swing offs right yeah two two swing offs in the first round um you know and he got put out by Soto from the Nats and then you know also in the first round you had uh Alonzo going up against Perez and you know Perez hits 28 and gets put out but yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, it, it's entertaining, and that's all it's meant to be. But I, I, I don't like the being on the clock. I would like to see it 
be a set number of swings or a set number of pitches. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, but overall, you know, it's still a pretty exciting night. You know, hats off to, to Pete Alonzo there uh, going back-to-back now in, right. in home run derbies, uh, knocking off uh, Trey Mancini, um, who's, you know, kind of a, a, a feel-good story at the same time. You know, one one year removed battling, you know, colon cancer. Right, um, right. You know, didn't play at all last year during, during the, you know, the COVID-shortened season, not because of COVID, but was battling, you know, a different illness. And, and to see him come back and, you know, make it all the way to the finals um, and, and was, you know, one home run away, you know, from, from you know, a couple home runs away from, from winning the thing. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. you know, pretty pretty well done for him. But, Absolutely. Uh, Those two he, definitely put on a show there in that right, final, right. Right. final round. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think I saw something where um, Alonzo had to hit like six home runs. He hit like six home runs in a row to like, you know. Yeah, to, for to, his to, extra time. Right. I, I think it was actually five. Well, yeah, what what, what amazed me is that he had 12 homers with 36 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he I was, mean, he was just, he was crushing them out. Yeah. 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 And I think he hit like, six straight or seven. And straight. I, mean, I mean, you yeah. also, when, you know, 12 home runs in 36 seconds, you also kind of got to give hats off to the pitchers. Right. That are just, right. I mean, they're just trying to throw it. They're, they're still throwing it accurate enough over the plate that the guys can still, you know, crank it out of the park. And that's the other thing about this format they're supposed to be waiting until that ball lands before they throw another one. Mm-hmm. And there were times they definitely weren't doing yeah, that. So I, I, if, if that's going to be a rule, right. They well, you're punishing a guy for, you know, hitting it right. farther. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, was, was the 12 home runs with 36 seconds? Was that before the timeout or after the timeout? Uh, I think he, before the timeout. I think, yeah, it might've, might've been, uh, yeah. And then before. he took the timeout. Yeah. They took the okay, timeout okay. and then, uh, you know, it, it, wow. See, you know, I think mm-hmm. hit another like three in a row or something like that to, to find Finally sealed the deal. Five hundred and nine feet. Yeah, wow. yeah, but wow. uh, yeah, he he becomes only the third player to win back to back home run derbies. I, got, I had that written down as well. Yeah, him, him, Ken Griffey Jr. and uh, Jonas Cespedes are the yeah. only three players to ever do that. And so. actually, Ken Griffey's won three times. Yeah, yeah. And there was another two time winner, but it wasn't back to back, and that was Prince Fielder. Okay, yeah. So. And I will say to pat myself on the back, that was my choice last week. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, absolutely. I, I give you that. Yeah, I give you that. Yeah. All right, on to the All Star game. Um, you know, it's, it's not a meaningless game anymore you know the winner gets a uh, uh, home run or I'm sorry a home, home field, field advantage in the in the World Series so you know it, it does mean a little bit now so you know in the in the American League took the win at five to two so uh, give me your thoughts on the game Terry well it was the first time since 2012 I mean or excuse me the you know hasn't won a game since 2012 yeah that was the last time that that they won so this this home field advantage definitely the American League, right? Right. I mean a five to two, and of course, what what can you say about Vlad Junior? Oh I mean, man, yeah. He, you know he put on a show. That's did. for sure. That home uh, run, I think, is still trapped. Right. Something. Right. Yeah. He uh, definitely, you know, for not competing in the home run right. derby like we wanted to see, he definitely put on a show. Then you know, in the actual All Star game, and right. I mean, the, the the big you know kind of storyline going into it was these kind of up and coming stars, these new yeah. young stars that are taking over baseball yeah, and, and all of them put, put on, you know, put yeah. on some, you know, yeah. kind of show right. for, for, for the fans. Absolutely. So it's good to see, you know, for baseball, you know, some, some young guys that are really stepping up to the plate. What that, I like too was the, the great pitching. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean the five to two score is kind of deceiving, but I right. mean, there was some great pitching in the game too, you know, yeah, and I think me, me and Matt, you know, I, I don't know what Dad said of who was who was going to win in the game. I know me and Matt were on the AL side. We thought, you know, the, bats, the hitters without the, yeah, the, 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 the bats were going to come. I'm out. an American League fan anyway, so that's who I'd have been backing. Right, um, right. So, and obviously that was that was the case, you know. 
But honestly, if you look at the stats, um, you know, the American League only had one more hit than yeah, the National right. League. Uh, yeah. But the their pitchers out, were able to scatter. They them. just, yeah, they just, you know, had, you know, their hits made them, they made them count right. kind of deal. Um, so, yeah, you know, we, we talked about Vlad Guerrero Jr. He, he, he took home the MVP there, and, you know, rightfully so. He, you know, blasted that youngest, one. Youngest MVP. Yeah, ever. youngest MVP overtaking Ken Griffey Jr. for, right. for that honor. Well, I like the shot up the middle when he almost took Scherzer's head off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right right off the bat, almost, you know, <laughs> yeah. took Scherzer. Yeah. Or well, you know, and then Otani, the, they wound up giving him the win since he pitched that first, you know, scoreless inning yeah. and, uh-huh. and the American League scored a run, and they never relinquished. So, yeah. you know, by baseball rules, then Otani gets the win in that game. So I right. thought by baseball rules you had to pitch a certain number of innings before you were eligible. Well, it, might be, it might be different. So, I mean, they may just give it to him. Different yeah, the All-Star game might be a little yeah. bit different because I mean yeah. I, I, I think, think it's like three innings in in. I think it was five. Maybe five, maybe five it is. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. So I mean, most pitchers in the All-Star game are not even right. No, absolutely. So absolutely. It, there probably is different rules right. when it comes to the All-Star game yeah. for that. Um, but you know, we we talk about Otani being that two-way player. He really didn't do anything. You know, over three at at the plate. He hit know. the ball hard. Yeah, it was just right at somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had a couple. Of, you know, good at bats. He just yeah couldn't get the ball to you know go exactly right. where he needed to go to mm-hmm. you know to, to get on base. And he but, can't say he was tired from the night before since he didn't make it out of the first <laughs> round. Right, so. right, right. Uh, I'm sure right. the Angels are actually happy to see that. Yeah. Right, right. The. So. Uh, but I mean, the national—you know—we say the score five to two, but actually, the National League had a chance in the in the bottom of the eighth they inning. They did. Bases were loaded, and and Chris Bryant, you know, one of the better you know stars for the National League, was you know up to bat with two outs, and he—I mean—he ripped one, hit one to left field to a guy who has never played left field in his whole oh, MLB man. career. <laughs> the guy makes a spectacular sliding catch to say, I mean. They would have been. I mean, they 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 easily probably would have tied the game if that guy doesn't make that catch. So yeah, because if it bounces and gets away from him, right? As he's over there by we, himself. As much as we talk about the American League, you know, kind of running away with it, the National League had their had their chance. It was a closer game than right. five to two, right? Really. Yeah. And so you know, but you know, hats off the American League. Um, you know, like Terry said, yeah, this is eighth win in a row now for for the American League in the All Star game. So, so, though I will give a little stat. Um, was you say that's the eighth one in a row? That's not the numbers I saw. Or I, yeah, I, I saw. Eight. I have a that they've won seven out of the last ten All Star games. The AL, mm. but but either way, uh, to that fact, the NL has actually won six of the last ten World Series. Right. So so is this that it means something? Not it doesn't really. really. Right. Not really. They shouldn't. Yeah. They should, I don't even think it should count for anything. I think the the team with the best record, just like basketball and all the other sports. You know, I, gets I think the extra game get, at home. home I, I think that they do that just to make this game more incentive. But it hasn't. Yeah, it I mean, hasn't made it more exciting. The players still don't care about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't. You done know, what it was one thing I did like, and that you know they've been doing it, but you know having the guys mic'd up. Yeah, that I was, think that's yeah, pretty that's cool. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I was I was gonna throw I love that out. Freddie there. Freeman, I'm gonna, man, I was I thought that. Yeah. Was I'm cool not sure if yeah. they've done that in the past. I mean, I haven't really I paid attention. I don't too remember. Much. Yeah, uh, but that that you know paying attention to it this year that was kind of a neat you yeah. know a neat thing because it was actually interesting. I saw something where the closer for the AL was actually biked up when he threw like the, the final strike or got like the you know scooped up the final out to you know whatever. So and they were like talking to him while he's pitching you know try to get this last like crucial out Man, talk about the yeah it's like yeah. i don't know I, I mean that shows he, he's one of the best in the business if yeah. you can be you know talking yeah. and have somebody talking Field to your his ear position and, you know, and somebody yeah. talking to you yeah at the same so time. but i did like that aspect of it. that too. was that was pretty neat all right anything else on the 
All-Star Game? Midsummer nope. Classic? Nope. nope. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, UFC. We're not really going to recap the fight so much as we're going to lean more towards if we think Conor McGregor's done in the UFC or not. Yeah, yeah, that's been the hot Matt, topic. what do you think? You know, I, I think he is. I, he's lost the... Out of his last seven fights, he's three and four. So he, he's only won three of his last seven fights. He, he's just not his old self. He doesn't have that that same swagger, that that same aggression. He, he's just he's clearly in it just for the money at this point. Mm-hmm. And it, it's he's he's definitely his legacy has taken a big hit every time he walks out there and he, he doesn't perform like he should. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, on, on a sad note, the, the way he acted after this fight, I think the UFC is going to be a little guarded about getting him back in the ring again because he said some things that i'm not going to discuss because we don't want to get into all that but yeah some of the things he said after after that weren't appropriate yeah Yeah. shouldn't have been said and i think the ufc is going to kind of shy a little bit away from him for a while yeah yeah i don't i i i don't totally agree with matt i I don't think he's totally done in the ufc i just don't think that he's going to be in those elite you know, kind of fights like, you know, this, this event be more was, on the undercard. Maybe? Yeah. He'll, he'll be in some, he'll get some more money fights. Mm-hmm. He'll be like a Nate Diaz or he'll be kind of a, at this point, if he wants to be, he'll be kind of a journeyman in the UFC oh, where he'll, okay. you know, he'll be like a Jorge Masvidal or he'll be like a Nate Diaz where, you know, you need somebody to fight. You throw, you know, Conor McGregor in there as long as he's willing to, you know, do it. Um, just because, yeah, I mean, the last several fights that he's been in that he's been in a lot of the, you know, main events or, you know, one of the top, you know, top fighters, he hasn't really showed up and, you know, put on a good performance or whatever. So I just don't, if the UFC wants to see, you know, ratings or they want to see, you know, good fights, I just don't think that he's, He's there. He's not at that elite level anymore that he used to be. I mean, for for him and his legacy, I hope he does walk away, though, because, you know, I I just keep thinking about a guy like Ken Shamrock. Mm -hmm. You watched him for years, and he just kept going way after he was done, (laughs) and it just got sad. It did. It really did. Yeah, the only one trash and act like he's the toughest guy on the planet. Right, right. It's it's just it's a sad thing to see a great decline right in front of you. And I I guess I got to kind of disagree with you with both of you i think he's still going to be a main card guy only because it's all about the money Mm -hmm. you know for not only for him but for the ufc dana white's a marketing genius right and and he's such mcgregor's such a polarized his polarizing personality you love him or you hate him so i think he's still in it but that might not last too much longer well i mean yeah he is yeah we we talked about it you know on last week's show about him getting older and things like that and i I think that's what you're starting to see Mm -hmm. i don't know that he you know, has the stamina or has the mindset. I don't think he has a dedication yeah, anymore. To, to train, you know, as hard as it takes to fight at these, uh, you know, with these elite fighters, these guys mm-hmm. that are, you know, the best of the best well, in the UFC. To me, it seems like he's worried more about the entertainment aspect than yeah. he is about right. the actual, right. like, training and fighting. But, I mean, he, I mean, he's got brands of, what, different, like, oh, liquors yeah. and, and right. things, right. And, you know. He did say he wants Poirier again. I mean, and, he, and, made, yeah. that, he and, made that, and Poirier said, bring it on. Yeah, <laughs> Poirier didn't so, shy away and, from and it. Right. And if you did see any of the fight, I you know, I watched some highlights of it before he broke his leg, and he was getting his butt kicked. Yeah. I mean, that fight wasn't going to go. If it was going, if it kept going the way it was going, it might have been over in the first round anyway. Right, right. Um, if he hadn't broken that leg. He was, he was getting – you know, outlanded probably two to one or three to one. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, not going well for. No, I, I know he was three, he's three and four in his last seven fights, but how, how has his performance been? I mean, has he really, I mean, like, he got knocked same, out in his last that's two, what I was wondering. You know, his okay. last two fights, okay. you know, both to Poirier and, yeah. and, and he's only been knocked out, you know, 
Poirier is the only person that's ever knocked him out. Oh, okay. And then, you know, he gets knocked out. I mean, technically, he it was a doctor's stoppage. Right. So it but goes, it goes down, it goes as, down a as a TKO. Okay. Um, but, yeah, he's gotten, you know, technically knocked out in his last two fights. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering. And, 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 you know, if you watch that, like, like going back to the training thing, if you look at, you know, some of his fights, he comes out early, you know, swinging for the fences because I think that's where he is at his point in his mm. career is – He's he going to end it early. Yeah, he's going to end it early, or he's you know maybe in trouble the rest of the way right. kind of deal. And and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose yeah. using that you know kind of methodology. Seems you like know. he just runs out of steam. After right, that. right. Yeah. So it, you know all it takes sometimes is one good punch, yeah. and, and and you know so that strategy works, and and sometimes it yeah. doesn't. And, yeah. and so far the last couple fights it hasn't <laughs> worked, worked for him. So yeah. we'll see. You know he's he's got a you know. A long road to recovery, you know, to, to, to get this leg, you know. Well, that's the other thing. He's not getting any younger. Now this road to recovery. Right. Well, he, they, you he's going to be in the back of people's minds. I was, I was just reading today, longer. and I can't – was it Silva that came back from the same thing? They put a uh, titanium rod in, um, came back from that, and he was older. I think he might have been approaching, like, late 30s, maybe about 38 years old when it – and he came back and still – yeah, I mean, he was never he was never the same elite fighter that he right. was after that, you know, freak because that happened. I think like in like the first thirty seconds, he threw like a kick and snapped his leg, and right, it, it was right. done right there. Um, so, but then after that, I mean, he's never really been the same the same guy. He came uh, back. I think I read he came back and won six fights after that. Yeah, and I think he was thirty eight years old. So, right, right. Yeah, but he's pretty, also a lot more. He's always been more dedicated, I think. Right, and, and more of a technician, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, so, okay. Well, let's move on to a sport a little more gentlemanly. Um, <laughs> you know, we're going to we're gonna switch gears here a little bit and go talk about the British Open, you know, like Holton said, a, across the pond there. Um, first round was today. Uh, Oostazen, um, you yeah. know, leading the field. A familiar name there at the yeah. top of the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, course fits him. Uh, three under on the front front three under on the back you know really consistent day for him um you know so i i think it's it's encouraging to see jordan spieth sitting there in second mm -hmm. at five under so uh you know we'll see look it's you know it's shaping up to be a very competitive uh tournament yeah yeah for sure you know like i said uh, very a familiar name there at the top of the leaderboard with louis Ustazen, yeah. who's been right there in contention in every, every major week, yeah, every time so the, the real question is can he finish the right, deal? Right, can he, right. Can he get it? Can he's he get it? He's had a little trouble finishing. Right. Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, he's been good. Sunday, not so much. Right, right. Well, I just wonder, I mean, to me, this course seems to play kind of to his strengths. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like you've got to make your putts and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, but but they, I know over at the British Open, they usually always have that tall elephant grass. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it's like playing in a cow pasture, yeah, basically. definitely. Um, you know, and DeChambeau saw a lot of that today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you Absolutely. know, a little, a, little bit of, a little bit on that. You know, yeah. we, we talk about DeChambeau. He's sitting there at, at one, uh, is it one, one, one under? One, one over. One over. One over. Yeah. Um, and he's tied, actually, 74. tied for 74. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, talking about the you know the misaccuracy, he only hit four out of fourteen you know fairways. Mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. and, and if you know you know I've I've seen anything about you know British courses or British you know golf, I mean it's yeah like Terry said, if you don't hit it down that you know fairway, the, the 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 rough is is rough. Waste, I mean it's, it's waist high. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> and I'm sure they do that on purpose. Right. You know? I mean it's just a different style of yeah, play. Yeah. You know, it's a uh, links course. Yeah, yes. a link, link yeah, style of you know yep. that they use over there in in Europe, and and it a lot of times gives the American golfers fits, fits because yes. they 
they don't see that. They don't see that a lot, right. you know. Because we, we got the well manicured uh, green. Right. And, I, right. and I think it's they don't adjust their game to that. I mean, I, it, I think because they don't they don't see it, you know, enough. enough. They don't get right. the you know right. the, they they play this one major over there, and that's all they see when it. And comes is, to is it. it worth completely adjusting your game for, right. for one Probably major not. for one yeah. for Probably one course? And, and a lot of times, also, you know, wind and, and weather is is a factor. Oh, yeah. Because they play, you know, in the UK, and a lot of those courses are on the coast, and right. they oh, draw in a lot of wind oh. and, and just nasty weather, kind of like yes. almost like a Seattle, Washington, where it's yes. just kind of a drizzle. All day long. I don't know if I've ever seen sunshine at the British Open. Right, but uh, but surprisingly, the course is playing a lot easier than you know what is. Yeah, actually, I was kind of surprised that the scores were um, as low as they were. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's been. uh, Yeah, I I think I have a crazy crazy stat um, there somewhere in this thing. Um, Yeah, in the past fourteen Open Championships at at the Royal St George, which Mm -hmm. is where they're playing this week. all of the winners beside one have finished with a winning score of minus five or or more than that. Minus yeah. five or you know or wow. less or wow. you know, whatever. Two guys are already there. Right, wow. right. And now in the first round, we already got you know several you know several guys right there. So it, it's you know playing a lot easier. And looking at the weather, it, it looks like the course is going to be you know very very little chance of rain. Wind may play a little bit of a factor. It looks like you know the wind will will, will pick up. But, you know, temperature-wise, you know, almost a perfect conditions for golf. Uh, so, this could be one of those tournaments where a lot of these guys are out front right now, but they could – one bad day and yeah, they're back absolutely. in the middle of the pack and all this thing could completely shuffle by Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that, that's kind of – that could be shown by really two of the betting line favorites. You know, Vegas is usually pretty on these things. They have mm-hmm. John Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau as two of their favorites. Mm-hmm. They're both at plus one right now. Mm-hmm. And another guy to talk about is Phil Mickelson who had – Absolutely terrible. Oh, had a, he's had a, had a he's typical yeah, yeah, an average place at day, ten yeah. over par. Yeah, was, yeah, not not oh. uh, not his best performance there, and you know really hasn't done a whole lot. You know, had, since he won that right. PGA Championship, really well, hasn't showed up. Well, maybe wow. uh, DeChambeau needs Aaron Rodgers out there to drive for him. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I've noticed is in past British Opens, boy, one shot can just change the yeah. tide. I mean, tremendous. We we talk a lot about you know that tall grass, but you know. Also, you got to think about those those greenside bunkers. How deep those oh, things? I mean, yeah, I mean, you're hitting out of a well. Yeah, you're yeah. like you're you're deep down in there, and and sometimes yeah, you, you it, turn into a triple bogey. Yeah, really well, that's yeah. what, you know, and sometimes it comes down to decisions. Do do I maybe uh, uh, try to play try, it safe? To, yeah, you know, or, instead of trying to exactly, get aggressive exactly, and you yeah. know cost myself two more exactly, extra strokes or yeah. something. Yeah, it's because because a bad decision could right. cost you it, three strokes. And right. yeah, from the little bit that I've been watched the last few years. It seems like the guys that take the chance don't usually come out. Right. You're yeah, better yeah. off playing safe. Yeah. It yeah. seems like on a yeah. course like that, because there's just so many things that can go wrong. Oh, yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. And, and, you know, we, we, we talked about, you know, Shane DeChambeau. Yeah. We hit the four out of 14, but he still managed to hit 11 greens in regulation. Right. Even though, right. You know, he, he, he didn't miss the fairway quite a bit. He was able to kind of, kind of save it from, from there. But, he did talk about it in his, you know, post round, you know, kind of interview. I, I got into some thick stuff and mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, as effective as I, you know, it's tough to hit out of that stuff. Right, and, right. and, you know, it, when, yeah, when you're playing in, in, in waist high, you know, grass, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it can get messy real quick. Right, so, right. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of this plays yeah, out. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, that was the British Open. Let's move on now to uh, 
another round ball basketball. <laughs> right. Let's do the uh, NBA uh, finals. You know, um, the Bucks are making a series yeah, out of this, are. finally. They're coming yeah. alive. Fear, yeah. fear I, the deer, baby. I, I, hey, and I'm glad to see I was it. Wrong. We had all kind of written them off, you know, and, uh, you know, they've looked really good the last the last two games. Um, you know, Giannis got the help that Devin Booker didn't last night. I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, he Chris got – Middleton showed up for his – 40 points. And, one, and, one game every series, it seems and, like we're and, talking about Chris Middleton. And what Middleton. kind of help did Booker get? CP3 had 10 points and DeAndre Ayton had six. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely not a recipe for, for success yeah. for the so, Suns. So, you know, they're, they'll be back at it. They're going back to the Valley of the Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. But give me your thoughts on, the you know, the last couple games. We haven't met, you know, since uh, uh, the Suns were up 2-0, Terry. Give yeah. us your thoughts on the last couple games what, here. I just – like, like Colt said, kind of piggyback on it, it just seems like when he needs to come up big, Chris Middleton just seems to deliver. In the last couple of series, it seems yeah. like we, you know, say, where's Middleton at? And then he right. has that one, you know, kind of show out yep. game. And then after that, the last the, the, the games after that, he really, you know, he he plays mediocre at best. So it's funny, that, that, he one, almost that one show out game today had ESPN talking about him like he was the star of the team. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. right. right. And Giannis so, is number two. Yeah, yeah. The guy that's really impressed me for the Bucks has been Drew Holiday. Boy, he, he's finally boy. coming alive yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. What, what, the one game did he hit six three pointers? Yeah, the, the, the first two games, he that, that I mean that was one of the things that they were talking like, where's Drew Holiday? Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Middleton, you know, had his you know normal average. Giannis did his thing. And everybody's like, well, and even the series before against the Hawks, Holiday yeah. didn't play all that good. Right, right. Well, so yeah, that's something they talked about though in uh, one of the last rounds. Like when I was watching one of the games, you know, the 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 other guys that aren't your stars always seem to play better at home, though. Mm-hmm. So so it's going to be interesting to see what what these secondary guys for the Bucks do yeah. when they go back to Phoenix. And, and I'm going to kind of piggyback and off. Of, a ton. That's that's why I'm not ready to totally write the Suns off. You oh, know, no, they're done. No, 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 there's no. still because, a lot of game left because, in Phoenix. I think Milwaukee has only lost one game in this whole playoffs at home. Mm-hmm. So they're one of the best teams at home, right. not only in the regular season, but in these playoffs. Uh, so I'm not ready to say all the Suns are done because Milwaukee was at home. Yeah, what they I had, see, like 12 and 1 or something. Yeah, like I think it, like it may be yeah. even something like 15 and 15 1, something like that. Yeah, they're comfortable. They're good at, at home, but they have not been so good on the road. Exactly. So, right. you know, and, and ultimately, if this game comes down to game seven, it's in Phoenix, right. so can the can Milwaukee steal one to to you know make you rewrite you know rewrite script or whatever? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure. not I'm not ready to write write right off the sun. It's just it's just a series now, yeah, and I'm right. happy for basketball, happy Absolutely. for basketball fans, and mm-hmm. you know best, happy for the, the three now, happy yeah, for the right. Bucks. So right. I um, think I think yeah, just, going going forward, obviously CP3 and DeAndre Ayton are going to have to play better. Uh, to, to, to really I'm, give I'm themselves at, a chance. Every every category, pretty much, though, it looks like the Bucks are, with the exception of the three-point shooting, mm-hmm. uh, 36.7% for Phoenix as opposed to 348 for Milwaukee. Look so, at your free throw percentage. That, yeah, that was, that was huge. That jumped I, out at I me. Mean, I was going to say 85%, 85.3% for, uh, for, for the Suns, Suns 72 for the Bucks. Yeah. And that's actually down from what Phoenix was shooting yeah. and higher than what, uh, you know, Milwaukee. So, the, I mean, they did pick it up. They did close the gap there a little bit. Of course, now, you know, after the first couple games, it was Milwaukee complaining about the fouls. Now it's Phoenix complaining. <laughs> about but Phoenix' problem is they don't drive to the hoop enough. Mm. They don't, you know, they, they, they just don't 
that no call on Devin Booker or whatever. Right. I mean, that was when a, you're a when you're a team that shoots 90, 92 percent from the free throw line, you need to get in the paint. Absolutely. Yeah. Force, yeah. force them fouls. You yeah. know, and I, I still see Milwaukee taking lots of bad shots. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. I think going going forward, I think the big question mark for Phoenix is going to be how how do you slow down Giannis? I mean, yeah. they they have no an, they have no answer. Thirty two point three. I mean, he 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 he's decimating them. Like you know, they they have no answer, and, and so but I you guess know, I, I think that if you're Phoenix, though, that's let Giannis let Giannis score as much as he wants. Let him get his thirty. Get, stop those other guys though, because mm-hmm. Middleton's what's oh, hurt here. Man. Middleton and and Holiday, Drew Holiday, right, right. Here right now. So yeah, yeah. if you shut them down, and even, they're more guardable. Giannis, Giannis at this point is it's almost unguardable. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, don't don't even focus. And, and I think that was a big key that we talked about. You know, after Game One, when uh, you know Saric, you know Dario Saric for the Suns went down with that ACL injury. You lost another I mean, big defender. The, the Suns are down. You know, in the front court, yeah. uh, quite a few big men. I mean, Aiton is obviously you know their star, but then you throw their backup Frank Kaminsky in there who. You know, not only has not played that much in these playoffs, but didn't play all that much even in the regular, regular season. Right, so, right. you know, you got two big guys to, to, to try to somewhat slow down. You Stop know, yeah, Superman. Yeah, and it's just – it's not working. Yeah, so, yeah. it's – yeah. But then at the same time, you got Brooke Lopez there too for, yeah. for Milwaukee. So, you got, you know, two big guys, two twin towers there. And the Suns, yeah, are, are, are pretty thin at the front court position. So well, I think you, you can guard Brooke Lopez. I, Giannis has a game that's just tough to guard. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you let Giannis get his. You stop everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's a recipe for winning this right, thing. Right, right. I think you're right. Well, and, and you know, you got to get better play out of CP3. Right. Too. Yeah, and that, yeah. And that I'll, I won't say too much more about that. This That's my blazing bet of the week yeah. um, is that game. So I'll hold off on that. But. Anything else on the NBA Finals, fellas? Um, I don't think so. I don't have anything It's just going to be an exciting rest of the yeah, day, yeah. too. Well, Game. guess what? We got some bonus basketball That's to right. talk about. Yes, sir. We got the basketball yeah. tournament. The million-dollar million winner-take-all <laughs> tournament. So, yeah, dash for cash. Yeah. yeah, and this you know, this is getting bigger and bigger every oh. year, it seems like. They had over 100 teams um, submit. To play in it this year, and now we're down to only 64, 16 teams in in four different regions. So, you know, they've narrowed the field down by, you know, half. So you're going to see the best teams of, of, you know, what what entered the tournament. So, Colton, kind of give us a rundown on how this thing works. It's a little different than watching a normal basketball game. Yeah, yeah. So I'll kind of run down the the, the win, where, and, and what about this about this tournament. So kind of the the win. So it's actually starting tomorrow. The games start start tomorrow. Um, kind of a you know like an NCAA tournament bracket. You know, it's bracket home. Yeah, you know, Dad talked about it. Those four different four different regions. Um, where we where are we at the Cavelli Center? Again? We are we are in Wichita, Kansas, oh, okay. at the okay. uh, Charles Koch Arena, which ah. is where Wichita State you know plays their the their Shockers. home games. Okay. Um, then we're in Charleston, West Virginia, at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center, which is just a, a convention center that has a bunch of different you know venues in downtown Charleston, West Virginia. Then we're in uh, Columbus, Ohio, at at the Covelli Center, which okay. is home to. Just several different Ohio State, like, you know, collegiate uh, sports. Volleyball. I think, tennis yeah. and, you know, all kinds of wrestling, I think, maybe yeah. in there. Yeah. So. I'm surprised they moved it uh, before they are having it. Uh, oh, 
shoot that, the purple college there uh oh, over capital in, oh, capital, yeah, yeah. The capital yeah. university yeah campus yeah before. no they they I, moved maybe they over. ran out of room maybe yeah. Yeah. Then they, Col- 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 did i also see kansas city is kansas no city the other the other one then is peoria, peoria. illinois okay. illinois right. um peoria. And they're having it at the peoria civic center okay. which similar to charleston is just kind of a big you know convention All center purpose. down yeah. downtown in uh, peoria illinois um so and then uh, that the, the games run from July 16th to August 3rd. So Ooh. August 3rd being that championship date. And actually the championship is actually in Dayton, Ohio yeah. at, at Dayton, the Dayton Flyers, you know, home stadium there. They're in Dayton. Kick off so, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, uh, so, so a little bit of about the tournament itself. Um, so it's a, a five on five single elimination tournament, much like March Madness, you know, similar format, 64 teams, you know, those four regions ranked one through 16 win or go home. Um, but the only thing that, that, that changes is they have this thing called the Elam ending and and you've seen it now. The NBA all-star game has adopted it, but honestly, the the basketball tournament was kind of the first, you know, kind of, kind of major that really, you know, brought it, brought it out. Um, and so a little bit about that is, um, so the clock will be turned off after the first dead ball with about, you know, four minutes to go in the game. So, you know, game clock gets shut off. So, you know, you're not playing till the clock runs out anymore. Um, and basically at that time, a target score is, you know, calculated. And that target score is calculated by taking whichever team is leading at that, at that four minute mark, add eight more points to it. And that's the target score for right. both teams. So then from there, it's whoever hits that target score first, wins the game no matter so, how long it you know takes. no matter how so long so let's say let's say it's 72 yeah and, so and, say, and it's 64 61 so. yeah yeah so it's you know 72 and it's 64 61 the you know team's got to score 11 right Come i got gotcha, score yeah, 11 gotcha. yeah. so yeah. And, and and this is worth i've Can watched you go over that score oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it, it, you know yeah. whatever you score 73 oh, okay. it's, it's okay. over okay. you know yeah, whatever yeah. if you need it's, one and you shoot a three it's not yeah. like you'll go back like play the game with 21 and i remember you know i've watched this tournament you know a handful of games every so often and seen this and it it has played paid dividends for this time. I mean, it's been exciting basketball. It really to, is. To it's fun this. to watch. Yeah. Um, but I also saw, you know, you, you know, you say, well, how how can it end? Can it end on a free throw? Can it end on a, you know, three, anyway, whatever. Yep. It can end in any target way. score. It doesn't matter. As long yep. as you hit that target score, it can be a made free throw. So it, it stops that, the, I think, the hack fest sometimes right. that happens towards to the end. Trying to the game out. Yeah. Right, get, right. Get and, uh, you know, and you still got to keep scoring. You can't just kind of. Yeah, even though there's a shot clock, you can't, you know, you can't burn the clock down. You still got to, you know, you got to stay on your game. You got to keep trying to score. And to me, it, it, it's fun to watch. Yeah, I think some high, high school basketball ought to go to this thing because you watch it at the end of a high school basketball game where yeah. they just pass the ball around for about five minutes trying to kill the clock because there's no right. shot clock. Right, right. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, definitely something that has paid dividends for, you know, this basketball tournament. But, you know, you've even seen now the NBA is adopting yeah. it, and it's made the All Star game that more much exciting. more fun to watch. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think it definitely is something that you know, for for basketball across you know across the world, maybe something to look at Absolutely. to to make end of games you know a, a lot better, a lot more interesting to watch. But uh, you know, just looking at the at the regions and, and and you know going through some of the teams, honestly, I I think. The, the the winner of this thing is either coming out of that Wichita bracket or or, or, or the Columbus bracket yeah. because just looking at the at the at the teams that are that are in there 
uh, you know, a lot of a lot of past alumni that played in college are, are playing yeah. on these on these teams. That's and usually that, that what they're made up of too. is guys yeah. Yeah. Um, from one college or one or two colleges that are close together. Like, you know, you may see a handful of guys from Kentucky and then maybe a guy sprinkled in there from Eastern Kentucky mm-hmm. on a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, tr- you know, they're trying to, you know, they're from a region or whatever, but there's some big names playing in this thing. I kind of, I went through the whole, like every team's roster today. And there, I mean, there's a lot of names in there that you're going to, that you're going to recognize from, you know, big time college basketball. Right. Right. And, and some that, you know, went on to play in the NBA just didn't have a a, a super long career in the NBA, but you know, they have 69 players that played in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's actually funny. The team that, that has won it, you know, won it there four years in a row, the overseas elite team, they Actually, they're it, not. Yeah. They're not playing this year. Chose to chose to not play. Wow. I, I don't remember the reason. I, I I remember looking at it, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head why. Well, I wonder they're... now that they've kind of fallen because they they were the, you know the running team for the first four years. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, Carmen's crew won it, and, and then the Marquette team Marquette won, it last team won year. last year. So uh, maybe they're just not feeling. That yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe just couldn't, couldn't get the the, the players yeah. you know together or organized or whatever. Or maybe um, a lot of these teams are leaning more towards being on their alumni and, right and it's kind of breaking that up or do you think bit. maybe it's the olympics too maybe some of them yeah i don't know yeah, yeah i mean with it be. being overseas elite i don't i maybe i don't know what the covid protocol right. i don't know what, what all right. that you know yeah. what, what that looks well, like yeah. so you know it, it I may was gonna say that too yeah. maybe yeah. something you know well, along that, those lines and but, you know matt brought up karma's crew man there is just a whole i mean of course from being in this area the columbus area helps but i mean that team's just loaded with you know kids that were Big time ball players. And, at and OSU. Jared, Jared Solinger is going to be managing Coach, the bench. He's yeah. going to be coaching there, yeah, and then and Evan, Evan Turner, Turner the, the general manager yeah. for for the team, kind of fronting the money money for for the team. So yeah, they both kind of look like goofs on the sideline, though. I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd prefer them playing in the game than coaching the game. Right. I actually liked it better when uh, Scooney Penn was coaching. But yeah, he's uh, actually taking over some college coaching stuff and okay. doesn't have time for it anymore. For Scooney, so, right, yeah. right. I mean, so, yeah. names, names like Aaron Kraft and uh, David Lighty, David Lighty yeah. John Will, Deebler, William Buford. William Buford. Buford. Yeah. Buford I think, well, I think he was, was the MVP, MVP that year they year. won. Yeah, Costa. and Lighty, Lighty was the, the leading scorer in that championship game. So his, his defense has just been Costa on fire. Coop, right. Costa Kupas, who yeah. went to yeah. the NBA. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. E- Evan Ravenel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They got they got a good team there, and I mean they're the one seed there in that Columbus bracket. So yeah. you know it their their seed matches the talent that right. they have. But like I said, they're that particular they, they bracket, went out in the first round last year. Yeah, with all that yeah, yeah. That, 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 so that that first bracket is is really loaded a with bracket. a lot of alumni and, teams, and not just from OSU. That you know that Abdul Rahman from Michigan's playing in it this year. Mm-hmm. A couple kids from Syracuse, that CJ Fair and Eric Diefendorf. Yeah, uh, Wayne Chisholm from ten, you know Tennessee. Yeah, there's there's some there's some big time ball players in this. Thing. Right, right. Yeah, no, there's 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 a lot of good teams, and 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 like I said, I I think you know the winners coming out of either that Wichita or that that Columbus bracket because right. it seems like those two brackets are are loaded with with talent. So well, we also talked about uh, fighting now, a little now, bit what, earlier. What, yeah, two, what two teams kick off that bracket to start that Wichita bracket? Uh, I'm not oh, sure no, which. No, I, I don't have the schedule team. of who you know which. I just know that it you know starts tomorrow. There's 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 a handful of games that start tomorrow, tomorrow okay. and and from there there'll just be a handful of games every, every day okay. until okay. you know they get down to you know only a couple. Teams who's left. broadcasting it? Uh, I think it's usually ESPN. Usually, usually. I know covers. they did. They always did like the finals or yeah, whatever. But I, I didn't know if there was games. 
you know, some of these first and second round games. No, you I think pick that up. they they space it out well enough that there's only like right. maybe one, maybe two games. And going they go on all day long. Like yeah. it starts in the morning. Right, and they, right. they play games all yeah, day. Yeah, they, they play so, all gotcha. day. It ain't it's not like, you know, with the NCAA tournament where they start at, you know, a certain time right. or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so So look for that. If you you know, entertain the games are fast paced and entertaining. So you know, and, and a lot of familiar faces that right, you, you that yeah. you've seen in the past. So if you're you know having basketball withdrawal, you know, uh, March Madness withdrawal, this is you know something maybe <laughs> the, the next best thing get, maybe get you right. over the hump a little bit, right? Um, and, and the winner takes home a cool one million dollars, right. and so. they split that up. Um, uh, they divide. I think they decide that amongst the team beforehand. Right. It's, it's different how, for every team on, yeah, on who gets how much. Yeah, you know, each player is going to get a percentage or a dollar figure. Um, I think you know obviously you're. I don't know your premier players. Yeah, your starters or your premier players are. Well, gonna... It's funny because a lot of these teams just do an even split, but it actually cost the the Carmen's crew a player a couple of years ago because uh, I want to say it was uh, BJ Mullins. They sure. were trying to get him to come in, but they because it was his first year in and all those other guys had played three or four his, years, yeah. they weren't going to give him as much of the split. Right. And he said, right. well, if I'm not getting as much of the split, I'm not playing. So they lost a player that way by, right. by trying to not have an even split. So it's interesting how the teams decide sure. who gets yeah. what. How they come up with that kind of algorithm to, yeah. to split the money. Right. So. All right. Well, let's move on to way, you know, switch gears again, literally, <laughs> yeah. into, into NASCAR a little bit. We haven't talked NASCAR in a while, not since the uh, – kind of their all-star break, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so this weekend, they're going to be in Loudon, New Hampshire, at a one-mile track, um, July 18th, Sunday. So give me your thoughts on the NASCAR season so far and what you look for in the rest of the season. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting season so far uh, with only five races left to go. Uh, this thing's still open to anybody. Um, uh, so far, we've got, I believe, uh, I looked at this earlier, 12 guys locked into the 16, 16 race playoff. Mm-hmm. You, you automatically get locked in if you have a win. So, wow. so, so there's some guys in here. Uh, actually, the guy leading the points right now. Do they do wild cards in that too? I don't it, think it's so. 16 guys, 16 and that's guys. it. Oh, so that's it. Top, okay. top okay. 16. Yep. Uh, but, but like I said, you, if you don't have a win, you can get bumped out of this thing. So, like leading this thing right now in points is Denny Hamlin. He's leading everybody, but he has no wins on the season. Ah. So he, he's been, you know, winning, winning stages, top yeah, five. He has 11, 11 top five right. finishes. So, so. But he's not winning the races. So, right. so hypothetically, if, if in these next five races, five guy, five different guys that haven't already won, won a race, Hamlin would be out. Yeah. So, wow. so, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting how they do it. Um, but and, and there's some guys who can still win that haven't won a race that aren't a, even in the top 20 right now. You got a guy like Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who who's always seems to be up there. You got Eric Jones, Ryan Newman, yep. Eric Almirola, Jamie McMurray, AJ Almendinger. These are all guys who who have the capability to win a race and could really throw a wrench in into the, the top 16 for the playoffs. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting the rest of the way to see yeah, who makes that, that playoffs. That's, that's oh. yeah, very very interesting. You know, Denny Denny sitting up top the points and yeah, no wins. A lot of you know top five finishes but yeah no no well, wins. you know so. and that was it, over the past years you know it's been consistency that's won you know the nascar championship so now they're kind of maybe wanting you to not just to be consistent but they're wanting you to step up and and be a superstar you know and really 
really not just kind of hang around. They're wanting you to win a race. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I mean, there's been nobody better than that than, than Kyle Larson. Than Kyle Larson. Who's sitting second, actually, in the points. Uh, four or, wins. Or, or, yeah, but he has four wins. Um, and, and I mean, he just looks like on a, on a tear right now. Yeah. I mean, I, at this point, I think you could say it's Carl, Kyle Larson against the field uh, yeah. because he's he's looked, you know, pretty strong. You he's, know. In the, he's in the Hendrick, uh, Hendrick Racing number five. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's been a force all season. But I think, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot about him, you know, just being, you know, Michael Jordan's first driver. Bubba Wallace is sitting there 20th mm-hmm. in the points, so he's still got, still got a, a, a chance, you know. And, and like he said, all he's got to do is win a race. Yeah, and, and he's, he's finished. He's had, year. you know, so far his best finish this year has been a fifth-place finish. So right. he's been he, – he, he, he knows he can get up there. He knows he can finish up there. It's just putting it all together in, in right. one race and, 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 you know, getting it getting it done. So – We'll, we'll see how he does with these last, you know, five races and see if he can, you know, squeak his way into that, into that playoff. A lot, lot more strategy, it seems like now with this format of, uh, mm-hmm. of right. NASCAR. You, like, like Rob said earlier, you know, you can't just, you can't just be a, a hanger on or whatever. I mean, yeah. you actually got to put your, you know. And, and a, another crazy stat just about Kyle Larson, he's actually led an astounding almost 1,500 laps. Jeez. The next closest guy is – Denny Hamlin with wow. like 700. So he oh. has almost twice as many Doubling laps led, yeah. you know, as, uh, you know, Denny Hamlin. And so it's just amazing what the, what this yeah. guy's doing behind the well, wheel. And that's something we're going to see these next five races on these other 12 guys who are already locked in. They're going to be trying a lot of different things with their yeah, cars right, to see right. what they can do mm-hmm. to catch up to Larson. Yeah, so, yeah. I was wondering about that. There'd be some tweaking involved. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cause you can't win if you don't get in. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I think before we get into our blazing bets, I wanted to talk a little about, uh, you know, the loss that the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets suffered. Um, we didn't talk about it, but, you know, they're really talking about it now, how, you know, man, it's from, from the goalie, young goalie from Columbus was killed in a tragic accident. And, the, and they're calling him a hero that he, you know, he blocked these these mortars that tipped over that were headed towards, you know, Columbus's other goalie, Elvis, and his, uh, third trimester pregnant wife so you know just hearts are breaking in Columbus and uh, you know I, I'm sure that nobody feels worse than the coach um, the goalie coach because it happened at his house not only were they celebrating the fourth of July but his daughter's wedding reception yeah, so yeah, yeah uh, this and this was a kid that he took under his wing they he went up and lived with them every summer up in Michigan and he said it's like losing a son so uh, yeah yeah no he you know, no, no pun intended, but he, he, he blocked, you know, one final, one final shot, Absolutely. you know, and, yeah. and, and, you know, hats, hats off to him. Yeah. yeah. 20, 24 years old, you know, never, never want to see somebody go that, that, that soon in their, in their life. So, right. right. Okay. Well, let's move on to the blazing bets. Terry, you want to lead us off? Sure. What you got for your blazing sure. bet? I, you know, I'm going with the, uh, the experts in Vegas. I, I'm taking Louis Osage. Houston Hazen, okay, thirty to one. Thirty to one. Okay, all, all right. right. I think he's going to hold on. All right, all right. We'll see how how he does. Yeah. All right, Matt. All right. Well, I'm I'm uh, switching to baseball this week. I, I won the fight last week, so hey, I, I'm on, I'm on a win streak. <laughs> we'll, we'll hope to keep moving. I'm going with uh, the Chicago Cubs versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. A game tomorrow night at 9:40 p.m. Cubs are two and eight in their last ten games. The D-backs aren't much better at four and six. But uh, I think the Cubs really have to have this thing if they want to have any chance of staying in this race. They're eight games back in the NL Central. They were leading not too long ago. Mm-hmm. They've just been awful lately. Uh, hopefully that little break of the All-Star star break will do, do them some good and get them back on their winning ways. Mm-hmm. And I think with the, their ace, Kyle Hendrick, on the mound and the fact that they really need this one, I'm going with the Cubs in this one. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's important to get – 
you know, that second, yeah, yeah, second, almost the second season in baseball mm-hmm. after the all-star break to come out and, you know, you know, get some wins and either keep yourself distance from the pack or try to get yourself back in a, back in a race. So that, that's important for a lot of teams right now, I think. Um, Colton, what you got? Yeah, so I'm going to stick stick with baseball. Um, I got a, a very tight, tight game here. I got uh, the Houston Astros sitting at 55 and 36, first in the AL West, going up against the White Sox, Chicago White Sox, who are 54 and 35, sitting first in the AL Central. So a battle here between two, you know, first place teams that are really, you know, kind of separated themselves in their own divisions, but, you know, a very crucial game to see. Maybe this is a matchup sometime in the playoffs right. and, and can, you know, kind of feel each other out th- this way. But, uh, you know, for for uh, for the Astros, they got Lance McCullers Jr. sitting at six and two with a two point nine four ERA going going on the mound. And then the White Sox got Dylan Cease uh, seven and four with a four point one one ERA. Both teams seven and three in their last 10 games before the before the All-Star break. So uh, looking at looking at the Vegas odds, it was almost dead, dead even here. But I, I think the the Astros they're they're really swinging the bats. They're uh, I think I saw something. They're they're leading the MLB in RBIs and runs scored. I think that they get on top of this you know White Sox pitcher early, get get an early lead and, and are able to able to hold on for for a win. All right, very good. Thanks, Colton. Well, I'm going. I'm sticking with basketball. I think uh, I've been picking the big games, the finals in the hockey series <laughs> and, the, and the game you know the NBA game NBA finals game. So. I uh the Suns right now are favored by four points over the Bucks in the next game. Um, you know what? Phoenix covers again. <laughs> I'm like I'm like four out of my last five, fellas. I'm on I'm on a roll here. <laughs> yeah. So safe money's with the Chief here. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. So what I think that's all we got for you tonight. Um we're gonna come at you Wednesday next week um from uh, Matt's basement in Delaware, Ohio. So, uh, Colton, you want to sign us out? Yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, just, you know, thanks for listening to Fired Up with your hosts, Colton Cal, Rob Cal, Terry Tackett, Matt Cordes. We hope you, uh, you know, enjoyed our episode this week. You know, uh, if you want to hear other topics for, you know, future episodes or just have a burning sports question, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, uh, Fired Up underscore podcast. That's our handle on Instagram. Or you can find us on Facebook, uh, you know, just search for Fired Up, uh, comma, sports podcast, and you'll, you'll find us on there. Um, we, we'd appreciate, you know, any feedback, any reviews you want to give us, any any questions you got, any topics you want to see. Don't be too hard on us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we love, you know, the fan interaction, so we, we would appreciate, you know, you guys tuning in and, and listening to us. Um, and as always, you can head over to firedup1.podbean.com to check out all of our past episodes and links to, you know, important information about the show or, you know, links to our social medias or, you know, where, where you can find us on all the different podcast platforms. So, you know, we, we appreciate it guys. Stay fired up. up. Stay fired up. Yes.